0: Welcome to The Rotating Platform, a podcast about video games. This is episode 18. It is the 29th of May. Uh, I'm Matthew Castle and I'm joined by Mark
1: Green. Hello, listeners. And Alan Madrell. Hello, listeners. Madrell. Oh, I get it every time 18, I get it wrong. 18 episodes. 18 I'm so...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it. It's my cross to bear in this life. It's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, oh, it's One listening. of
0: these days... One of these days I'll get it right, um, but and terrible. Anyway, how how are you, chaps? All right?
1: Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, Alan, how yeah. are you? Yeah, fab. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Enjoying things.
2: Yes. Enjoying a very long weekend last weekend. That was ace.
1: Hmm. Yes, I had a full weekend of of pretty much the game we're going to be uh, talking about <clears throat> in a minute. And I had a
2: very full weekend of of not the game that you're about to talk about. <laughs> Ad nauseam. <laughs>
1: We should probably say this might be a slightly shorter episode than normal because we we're a bit strapped for time.
0: I'm I'm going to be speaking twice as fast. <laughs>
1: yeah. I remember watching the final episode of Prison Break on uh, double speed, no, triple speed uh, to try and uh, get through it qu- more quickly so I could find out what was going <laughs> to happen.
2: Uh it's it's called Prison Break.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, but by that point, they'd escaped from about five prisons and gone back into other prisons. But, yeah, uh, they didn't escape. Maybe they did escape in the last episode. Anyway, I recommend it. You get through TV shows in a third at a time.
0: Does it? Does it give everyone a, a very squeaky voice? Uh,
1: I think I, I think after a certain speed, it, the sound just cuts out. So I just watch the subtitle with the subtitles on.
0: It's how they want it to be watched. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
2: have a, a, a friend who's a, who studied film at university, and um, he
0: watched Doctor Zhivago on fast forward. It's definitely oh, the way to go.
1: That's just rude. <laughs>
0: When you watch it in that way, it's actually Dr. Javard. Go, 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 go. Nice. <laughs> Lovely. Dr. So, Javar yeah. gone in 60 seconds. Nice.
1: <laughs> what a cracking start to the podcast. This is going to be a, this is going to be a belter. <laughs> All right. So, let, yeah, let's not lose the momentum. <laughs> let's, yes. Let's, let's uh, rush straight onto the, uh, onto the next platform.
0: Sounds like a plan. But first, this. <laughs> so it's time to find out which platform
2: we've landed on. And by which Mm. platform, I mean Witcher platform. (laughs) Yes! Uh, We should just stop right here. It's not going to get any better. (laughs) That's it. We have reached peak podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's time for us to have a look at what we've been playing. And what we've been playing is a game really that Matthew and Mark have been playing because I've not been playing it. So I'm just going to sit back, put my feet up. I've got a coffee here. Just take it easy. (laughs) Take uh, I'll see you in half an hour
1: or so, boys. Let us do all the work. Yeah, we've <laughs> been Me and Matthew have both been playing obviously, yeah, The Witcher. Um and um yeah. What a game, huh? I think we expected something uh oh. pretty special. And um I think it I mean it sounds like I'm I'm significantly further in than you, Matthew. i I think I've been I've been playing The Witcher Three since about nineteen eighty one, it feels like. <laughs>
0: How many hours have you played it for?
1: I think it's probably up to about uh, 30, over 30, Just, maybe approaching 40.
2: The visual thing there is Mark is rubbing his eyes. That's <laughs> important to note.
1: Yeah. Just crying. Um, yeah, it's 30 or 40. But I've got to say, like, unlike with Dragon Age, where you know, I think when we were talking about Dragon Age, I was up to about the same amount of time. I kind of felt all the time in Dragon Age not in a bad way but I could I could you know I sort of felt I'd I'd experience those 40 hours with The Witcher it's so it's so deep and so vast and there's so much going on that the time just flies by and I I you know I'm not saying it's a bad thing it's just I in some ways I barely feel I've scratched the surface you know it mm. feels like I've in some way it's it's just it's just so natural feeling it flows so well. Do you well spend
2: that, um... much time on one particular task like I don't know like getting somewhere or you know how a lot of games um stretch the length by sending you to the other side of the map and then back again? Or... No I mean
1: there is fast travel I mean no I would say I, maybe that's the key I'd say all the time is de- it, it, of course you have to run about between between locations a bit but all, all the time is just deep in missions that are super involved and um, Mm. you know super in depth and just have story and characters that yeah that you care about and uh, are engrossing that you just are captivated it's like the it's like watching you know just being engrossed in a box set all day and not noticing the time go by I think Matthew what what do you think
0: yeah absolutely and I I think I think the thing that kind of grabs me is is that it is a game just packed of with stories you know it's it's a it's Mm. kind of you know, fantasy games have a terrible habit of kind of having a kind of core story, lots of busy work, and then parchments which tell you about, like, exciting legends that happened. And actually here, mm. you kind of, you know, you're part of it all. You're part of all those sort of stories and legends that are kind of happening. And, and um, mm. it's got this very interesting thing. It was, uh, they did it in Witcher 2, but it kind of makes more sense here where, like, the mission objective screen, um, it's written like a, an account mm. after the adventure. So it's like, mm, oh, okay, Geralt, nice. Geralt went here and did this thing. But like, as you're doing it, so it's kind of like the story being told. And when you finish the mission, you can then read it, like a little story in that screen. Mm, and mm. it's because they are, like you said, so sort of involved that you just kind of get drawn along by little stories. You know, you could just talk to one person, and you could think it's just going to go and... It's never just going collect five mushrooms. It's always, you know, yeah. it ends up... You have to do all kinds of mad stuff, and actually... Some of the side stuff ends up taking you hours because you're going on a mad adventure to mm. like a you know a mysterious island with a you know a creepy tower on it or something, and you're like, oh, what's going to be in there? And then you go in there, and then that will spawn another hour of mad stuff. Yeah. How do you think they? Uh, how do
2: you think that they've managed to achieve that depth of story? Is it something in the writing?
1: Yeah, the writing I think is. I, I you know Matthew, I'm probably a lot as I say a lot further into you, but the writing holds up. Um, that you know every, every every character and everything you know Garrot's a really good character actually he's quite kind of sarcastic but he's super he's like super sarcastic <laughs> and quite funny um Matthew are you are you noticing the um the detail on the facial expression.
0: Oh, the fa- yeah, uh, so that's the thing, because there's, like, there's one level, which is the writing and what people are saying, and then the faces that they pull when they say it, like, puts a new slant on it. So, because, you know... Ooh. From the obvious stuff like Geralt, like raising his eyebrow when he says something in a in a kind of incredulous way, to just the kind mm. of way you know someone will be talking to him, and rather than have him say "I don't believe you," you'll just see his eyes narrow ever so slightly because he's like, <laughs> oh, "I don't know about that." That sounds dodgy to mm. me. It's like, "Oh no, yeah. I haven't seen my my wife in weeks," and then he'll, his eyes will get all beady and um, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's
1: it's y- really good. There's these little there, there's nice. these little yeah. kind of. The, the, characters do sort of half smiles and their their brow furrows slightly mm. and it just makes all the difference. I, I just got to a bit where a character who Gerard, Gerard had met earlier um sort of greets him and he's really excited to see him and he just gives this slight but such a warm smile mm. um it's so subtle it's just amazing um it's uh it just draws you and in it doesn't it's, uh, it's... it
0: doesn't like overegg the dialogue cuz actually it's it's kind of interesting mm. cause, you know one of the you know things everyone always celebrates about the bioWare games they're like oh, they're so beautifully written these characters are so beautifully constructed but actually when you compare the Witcher to say Dragon Age you realize Dragon Age is often two people standing opposite each other Mm. just spouting exposition it'll be like which bits of eight exposition do you want to hear next like you very rarely have much control over the conversations in the witcher you'll have like two two topics at best and often characters only really exist to talk to you about you know for five minutes max but they establish Mm. themselves really quickly and you get a much better sense of them as just like people in this world you know they don't they don't just go oh, let me tell you about the elven traditions. And you're like, oh God, you know, it's more just kind of like, you know, so, yeah. like they might tell you a sort of story about, you know, how they don't like this other person. It's all very kind of, sort of, kind of petty stuff, but it's kind of realer for it. You know, it's, mm,
1: I think mm, it sounds,
0: it sounds to me, um, sim- you know, you know, I I, I do
2: plays, um, I'm an actor and, and when I, when I see a performance, you can tell when someone's done their homework or not. And what mm. I mean by that is like, if you have, done that thing that everybody takes the mick out of actors for of like what's my backstory i've only got two lines but i need to know what yeah. my name is and you know mm. what i had for breakfast and all that stuff like if you do that homework and if you have your, your you know you, you a greater sense of a character being a fleshed out human being mm. then it's some it it, it feels it more makes credible it does make a difference. You can kind of feel when when somebody's done their work, mm. or when they've just turned up and read the lines, kind of thing. It, it sounds like that's happening with Witcher.
1: Yeah, credible is a really good word to describe it. I think it, it, you know. And I remember us talking about this when we talked about The Witcher Two. The the range of of uh, regional dialects um, is is really refreshing. Mm. Um, and and br- I think I've only heard one one actor who i thought that sounds like your traditional video game actor who doesn't quite get what they're reading and is kind of stumbling over (laughs) stumbling over words but everyone else um just really believable just just real people talking um and and as you say credible yeah describes it really Mm. well
0: they all kind of they they like represent themselves rather than like law and world building you know it's kind of Mm. if you go out to a village they've got like nothing to talk about because they're in a little boring village but if you go into the mm. cities, you know, they're a bit more kind of informed and people kind of have, a, you know, they might have more of an opinion on like the military situation that's going on in the country. But, you know, it's not kind of like people are just walking encyclopedias of their own culture, which they never are, yeah. but they kind of always yeah. are in these games. But in this world, they're just sort of like bumpkins who just kind of know about being a blacksmith because he's a blacksmith and that's <laughs> yeah. it. Mm. yeah.
1: And it's funny as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Geralt is a funny guy, and, and there are funny. I mean, one of, this isn't this is like a teensy tiny spoiler, if you like. But um, you, you go into the middle of this sort of um, what looks like a sort of swamp, essentially, and these these guys are getting attacked, <clears throat> and you see it's a mission. So you, you you go up to the guy, and he says, oh, "Can you defend us from these uh, swamp creatures?" So I did that, and that thing happened where he died halfway through the battle. Mm. And nothing happened. And I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, that's interesting. Because, you know, in many games that would be a, you failed, you know, that person died mm. or, or whatever. So I just moved on and I picked up all the loot and that was that. And there were some, some of his friends left. So I thought, well, I guess, you know, at least I defended the, the area. And then I went to talk to some guy <laughs> who was um, who's a sort of trader. And he said he could give me a pass for this, um, uh, for this bridge that I couldn't get over because it was being guarded. I said, well, I can't pay that. And he said, oh, well, I'll I'll tell you what, what you could do. If you go and defend my brother-in-law over there, he's having trouble with these uh, monsters. (laughs) And then Geralt has to say, uh, you know, and he said, you know, it's really good acting. Again, it's just like, uh, well, I already did that and he's dead. (laughs) This guy's like, "Are you pulling my leg?" <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you this pass now. <laughs> my brother-in-law died.
2: <laughs> so the game doesn't sort of judge you for that. It doesn't imply that you've you failed or that that's not what's. Supposed no, to happen I kind
1: right of, me. I kind of succeeded the mission by defending the the area, um, and and you know. The, the loading screen it, it will often remind you, like, the consequences of your actions may not become apparent until much, much later. Um, so I'm sure those things I've done that I'm yet to find out have caused a problem.
0: The one the, the one thing it's taken me a while to get back into, and, and you know, it, it's not that dissimilar to Witcher 2, that the combat can be, like, quite difficult, I think. Like, I die a lot. Like, I was playing on, because I read this article before I started playing, Someone, there were lots of people going, oh, this is how you should play it, like, turn this option off, and da-da-da, and someone said, oh, you should play it on difficult, because otherwise, the combat's easy enough that you don't have to, like, engage with, he's got, like, magic and oils that he can drip on his sword to make them more powerful, Mm, and I thought, oh, okay, I'll go for that unfortunately it makes him so fragile that, you know, you're meant to be this, you know, this guy, you're basically like a monster killer for hire, you know, a real badass kind of guy. But I'd be Mm. riding along my horse and if I saw like more than one dog, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, this could be the end of me. Like, three dogs was pretty much just, I would die if I if I encountered three dogs. So it was basically, yeah. it became a game about, like, escaping tiny animals. Um, mm. You know, but it was, <laughs> when you're scared of dogs, like, all of a sudden you'd meet, like, a bear, and it would genuinely be, like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do with this bear? You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it, yeah. I've got a few, I've got, I've, now I'm, fairly upgraded um there are things that make the fights much easier but um right yeah I'd, I'd never um they they are they are more towards the dark souls end of um of combat um they're not they're not all the way there but but there yeah. is a lot of dodging at the right time and um, you will get hurt and killed really easily if you don't pay attention to blocking and uh countering like if
0: you meet, like, seven people, you have to genuinely kind of be quite careful to make sure none of them ever get behind you. And actually, if you manage to pull it off, you feel like, yes, this is why I'm the Witcher, uh, which is is (laughs) quite sort of, quite satisfying. There's also um, sort of a side to the combat, like, some absolutely tremendous violence in the game in terms of, like, you can just lop arms and heads off. But, like, uh, you know, I had a... I was in this pub, and... uh, like these guys came in and were kind of sort of, you know, they were clearly spoiling for a fight. And, you know, it was going to be like, I thought it'd be like a kind of a bar brawl. Like sometimes you just Mm. fight with fists, but we all drew Mm. our weapons. And the last guy kind of cut his head off. And then just due to the slightly bizarro physics, it kind of just ricocheted around the bar. This head was kind of going (laughs) everywhere. It was was just like the most horrendous end to this fight.
1: (laughs) I spent a good couple of minutes just, um, following this dismembered head that was gently rolling down a hill um and just <laughs> and just would not stop and i was just like kind of pottering after it to see where it would come to rest uh quite sweet quite sweet in a way i like <laughs> a game
2: where you can just happen to
0: dismember someone's head it's 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 wow. the windiest game ever as well <laughs>
1: yeah. i told you wind was going to be the big thing this this generation and i was right <laughs> <Like> every <laughs>
0: tree every, like trees are kind of like almost at 45 degrees that it's so windy yeah. constantly Often inside as well, like his hair will just be blowing around, which is quite impressive. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just having a conversation, his hair will be sort of gusting yeah. away in a deep basement somewhere. The the cities in uh, some of the some of the spaces in Witcher
2: two were kind of broken up rather oddly weren't they they were they were chunked yeah yeah remember you had to sort of pass through doors to get into one chunk of the city or know.
1: oh i know i'll tell you what's awesome about witcher 3 is no door loading animations at all Okay. so it makes a huge difference like every building you go in you just walk through the door almost breaking yeah and and some of
0: them are really um like they're so detailed like they've got so much kind Mm. of like you know they're like almost they feel like levels that would just exist in a third person action game and when you think Mm. i've just wandered in here from this big world and it didn't stutter at all you know you can go into these great big cave networks and like dungeons and it's all just there and part of the world it's and Mm. the seas as well you can just hop on boats and sail across it it's like
1: i think that's i think that's what's contributing to that kind of that thing i was talking about this kind of seamless 40 hours because there's just no breaks you know it's it's just constant movement and and uh you know it it, it, you just don't notice the time going Mm. um it's that um, is
2: seriously impressive because i i do hate that feeling when you suddenly become aware of how long you're playing a game and you just think oh you know i'm inching nearer to the grave here like (laughs) is this really what i should be spending my life on
1: i think it's a lot to do with what matthew was talking about about how the missions just just sort of open up um so you 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 although although there's sort of some big broad overarching sort of uh objectives you you know you're working towards um you just don't really know at any point how close you are to um the culmination of anything mm. you know it's it's like everything mm. is a i mean what we haven't talked about too much is is how um the the actual monster hunts and a lot of the missions revolve around um Geralt playing detective so you know with his Witcher sense you know you're you're seeking out um glowing items and then he you know he's a bit sort of Sherlock Holmesy and that he you know he's, he, he recognizes the monster or he's like oh this blood's been here a long time you know that's interesting every every mission is a mystery to be uncovered um you know nothing's no, very very little is given away at the start um You know, and every monster quest is just someone got killed and we, you know, Mm. and we call the monster Whirling Jenny and, you know, but no one knows what what it looks like or what's going on. And uh, Mm. so it's this constant sense of Mm. just discovery.
0: Sometimes Uh, it can just be like a mad bloke. Like, yeah, yeah. you get like i put off some stuff because you think oh that's probably gonna be a real nightmarish boss fight and it turns out it's like yeah. some mad guy in the woods and you're like oh okay <laughs> yeah. and then he'll say and he'll say like oh don't tell anyone like let's just like can you just tell them it is a monster and then you go like yeah. oh yeah all right
1: <laughs> so my only my only complaint is uh, and I don't know if you're finding this, uh, it, it seems to depend on what resolution you're at and what machine, whether you're on console or PC. The text size is a joke in this game. Like, I mean, I'm, I have a fairly big TV. Um, the the I believe that next to the, the mini-map is a number showing how far away you are from your objective. Yeah. But it is so small. It's literally one pixel uh not even joking that <laughs> i don't actually know if it is i forget reading the numbers i'm only guessing that it is actually some numbers i've got no idea um and i don't know what they were thinking and it was the same in the witcher 2 actually uh, they I, I think these guys have a real problem with um user interface stuff sometimes maybe they've just um,
0: maybe they're user interface guys just got like giant eyes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's the rest of the interface like? I mean, apart from the the, mm. the size
2: of the because te- I remember um, on Witcher Two on console, you, ha- you you had to perform some bizarre combinations of, mm. of
0: holding buttons in order to do stuff. It's and it's it, it's very much like The Witcher Two. It's kind of like you still have to kind of select one power at a time from like a special wheel, and yeah. there's this quite irritating thing where you have to assign health items to up and down the D pad and like there are so many potential combinations that you spend a lot of time like you can't just go into the inventory and drink a health potion you have to assign it and then Mm. drink it in real time Uh,
1: yeah but i think but i've kind of i've kind of learned i've kind of absorbed all that as the kind of um considered way that the character approaches his witchering essentially you know you know the idea that before every battle you study up and you and you pick the right oil for your sword and you pick the right potion and you meditate and you wait. And so there's a little, I, I know, I know um accepting this kind of thing as part of the story is a bit like that idea that the fog in Superman 64 is kryptonite fog, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but
1: also I think it kind of works. I, I kind of find myself playing The Witcher 3 at quite a slow pace that I think, you know, j- just because of the, the mood of Geralt yeah. and how he... How he behaves in this. In you
0: kind this of, sort of want to of, savour yeah. it as well, you know. I've, I've been, I spent a fair bit of time last time I played it. um You pick up, there are so many different food items, and it doesn't tell you how much health it gives you. It just says how long it heals you for. But then different foods right. heal you for different lengths. So, mm. and I, I wanted to try and work out, like, well, what are we actually? You know, what what should I be looking for? Because that, you know, I've tried I've got about fifty different foods, so I was just exp I was just eating all this stuff to try and get a feel for like healing times. And yeah. it's all over the place because like <laughs> olives heal you like loads. Like olives are like really, really good. But then I had like a ham sandwich, <laughs> which was which I'd taken off a bandit and it's quite sad really, because you think like that was probably like his wife made it for him, like before he went yeah. off banditing for the day. <laughs> so i ate this i ate this ham sandwich and then i was comparing like cooked meat to like raw dog meat that i'd taken Mm,
1: um lovely
0: yeah and there's like (laughs) there's dried fruits and nuts and then there's just dried fruit (laughs) like if you you don't like the nut mix
1: matthew i gotta say you're missing the point of the witcher 3 (laughs) Well, it's not <laughs> it's nutritional.
0: I like to think but yeah. the weird thing was, if you if you picture like a battle from like a, a baddie's perspective, they get this bloke with like crazy white hair who turns up shooting fire <laughs> out of his hands and then starts gobbling like olives. Eats an entire <laughs> what you're saying is he's mad max. He eats an entire French stick to heal himself. <laughs> French stick, eats a yeah. ham sandwich, he eats like a fruit and nut mix. about eight like eats like a pork chop then he eats the some raw dog meat that he's just found (laughs) because you have to eat so much to heal yourself that you just like constantly like and then like wash it down with like five five uh, bottles of (laughs) apple juice i mean
2: and he's still got washboard
1: abs at the end i know like Geralt's,
0: like Geralt's heartburn should just be through the roof
1: (laughs) but yeah that's but, where all the fire's coming from. It's yeah. Just exploding out of his body, He's just venting <laughs> it through his hands. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah it's... Um, oh dear. All right,
1: let's talk about Gwent, which is like I don't know if Matthew's got. Yeah, got into I'm obsessed Gwent. with Gwent.
2: It's ridiculous. It's the a card this game, of, right? Like, yeah. yeah, right. Not, it's the, like... not the place in
1: Wales. Okay, <laughs> no, no, but it's um, it's just this silly little Hearthstone-like game in inside the game, but. I've i must I've I've spent a considerable amount of time and several full evenings just playing Gwen. It's insane. Um, it's like mm-hmm. it's the greatest. Um, you place character cards down and you, and you collect the cards as you go through the game. Um,
0: but you can. You, but you get like you get the cards by beating other people, and then they'll give you one mm. of their cards. So then you're like, Yeah,
1: you can buy them as well.
0: Yeah, yeah but but like I think, so that's like uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, oh really? The, the card game that. in that was amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's um, oh, it's it's just taken it's taken over the internet. It's I got
0: think. really good little music, and it's just a nice little mm. interface, and like yeah. you could honestly, re- I wouldn't be surprised if they released it on like iOS or something. It's just like a thing you can do, but like it's good because just about every not not the story characters, but like most characters that you can talk to, like shop owners or like blacksmiths. Mm. You can like challenge them to a game of Gwent, and it's just kind of like, oh, you you know, you fancy it. And he says it in a different way every time. It's never just sort of like Gwent. He's like, oh, you know.
1: But the only flaw in that is for for a lot of the minor shopkeepers, they didn't record any dialogue uh, for them to respond with. So Geralt's got lots of ways of saying um like you say yeah i want to i want to play gwent and he's always he always gets a response to just the other person staring him at him (laughs) unnervingly (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then the screen appears right yeah like they have no idea what he's talking about (laughs) (laughs) um yeah oh gwent oh
2: gentlemen you've sold me on this good and proper i was going to give it a miss some of the reviews sold it a bit short, I think in terms of like uh, fetch quests and stuff like that.
0: You know, made it sound a bit fetch questy. Oh no! No, I
2: think no. like it, like
0: if it, the key thing for me is is how it in this kind of age of like Ubisoft with their endless fetch quests and that there's pretty mm. much nothing in that map which I would say like oh god it's that you know everything emerges mm. organically. There's no twenty going. You know, even Dragon Age has like shards and flags to plant and just crap which means nothing. But this actually, hmm. you know, it's kind of oh, it's a little cave, but it's a bespoke cave, and there'll be like a genuinely important treasure that will benefit you at the end of it. You know, nothing; it doesn't oh, feel much like a video game. In that, yeah, sense. I would
1: say. I mean, having with all with all the hours I've put in, you know, I do the the, the just a, uh, just slightly the the, the sheen it, it, it has come off a tiny amount. Okay. In that, there are, um, you know, when I do some of the the monster hunts you know i know what's going to happen i'm going to talk to someone i'll go somewhere i'll look at some things on the ground i'll follow a trail and there'll be will probably be a monster at the end um and so in some ways you know just because our brains are pattern matching machines you know i'm starting to see the patterns in, yeah. in the game but yes it is true that um compared to um you know pretty much any other RPG and 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 this is why Alan, I I definitely recommend despite the the like you say it's a, it's a big commitment the witcher but mm-hmm. unlike other games where you kind of feel that you you're only making progress if you're making progress if you see what I mean um and so and so right. every every time you play it you feel like you're chipping away at the game mm-hmm. you know in to, moving towards that goal i really feel the witcher partly because there's simply so much of it and partly because of the depth of those of the missions, um, you can you can just play a little bit of an evening and maybe not play it again for a couple of days mm. and feel satisfied and feel, oh yeah, I got a good experience out of that. It, it's not yeah. something you are gonna. It's not something you are gonna want to get through. It's something you are gonna enjoy just just moving through. Essentially, I think it's it feels maybe I am over-egging it, but it, it 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 feels like a real turning point for me for where games are headed. The story and character—it's so important to this game, and and it drives the game in a way that uh, I, I haven't experienced from from such a big you know open world game before. That it feels like a real turning point in, in a lot of ways for for, for games. Bold, a bold claim. Are you sure? Are you sure that, <laughs> are you sure the
0: big turning point for games wasn't when you um, were attaching peasants to a plane in Just Cause 2 <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah but, well that's a good point to probably uh, like move on to the next platform I reckon because of what, what is going to be on the next platform
2: well let's not uh, tease or torture the uh, listener any further by hmm. keeping them on this platform, uh, let's take them through to the next platform but um, before we do that I'm, I'm really sorry but we're going to have to have a bit of this oh you again, looking for a pass, I've got a special price for you I actually ran into your brother-in-law, tended to the monsters too, but he uh, was
1: killed. What? You are pulling me leg? Forget my offer, it's off the table, you git. Well, we never seem to have run out of platforms here on The Rotating Platform. <laughs> um,
2: Which is uh, weird, because it's only called The Rotating Platform. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, 18 episodes in, the edifice crumbles.
1: <laughs> well, this is a new a new platform um we've been talking oh i've been talking a lot about torturing innocent people in open world games uh specifically assassin's creed and just cause 2 and that sparked uh an email from uh gary of the chat very good podcast who we have discussed before uh on this on the rotating platform hello you guys hello <laughs> not you
2: <laughs> hey? no i am saying hello to chat very good as well i'm allowed to do that
1: okay i get you uh, anyway so he's he says so he's sending an email he says i'm sending an email in support of mark's love of digital person torture you're not weird mark they are you know i've, all, I've often <laughs> i've often said this um i thought i'd show paul greener a little support and solidarity in the joy derived from the art of being a horrible person in video games uh, so please regale Greener with the following tales. I'm regaling myself with these tales. Um, so uh, yeah, so we thought this would be a good idea for a platform after uh, Gary sent us his email. So thanks, thanks for this. Um, so what does he? So here's what Gary's been doing to to innocent people um,
0: in video games. In video it's <laughs> games. Important yeah. to stress that for legal reasons. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, their their podcast is a little more is a bit more blue than ours. So I might have to skip over some some, some stories. Uh, So guys, a lot of it's a lot of nudity in his stories. Um, Let's move straight on to the one about Oblivion. So he says this is his coup de grace in Oblivion, becoming the champion of the arena, a series of gladiatorial battles, sees you followed around by your biggest fan, a young male dwarf no older than 12. (laughs) <laughs> unbeknownst to this poor lad I was also the leader of the Dark Brotherhood at the time, a clandestine group of ruthless assassins I took the boy to our hideout recruited a fellow Brotherhood member after firing a warning arrow to give him a five second head start we, be- <laughs> we began chasing him for sport <laughs> <laughs> I-, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my life than when we eventually caught him with a stray arrow <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> stripped him down to his knickers, and, <laughs> and threw him down a hill, <laughs> watching his lifeless lifeless frame tumble and bounce off trees the whole way.
0: <laughs> what a lovely wow! St- what a lovely how story. did they get wow? Isn't that? I- I'm worried that verges on, like, digital hate crime. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> there's something genuinely quite front page of The Sun about that. Great. What a terrible... I, I previously thanked Gary for the inspiration for this section, and now I'm thinking I, I wish I'd distanced myself from it.
2: What kind of worms have we opened up here?
1: Well, should we see what a pe- what other people come up with? Because I put a shout out on the. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Twi- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the way you said that. Like you didn't know that was coming. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's take a look. <laughs> what <other> people come <laughs> up with. So Joel Housler from Brisbane, we've got we've got a listener in uh, in Australia. That's nice. Mm. Um, he says, "Well, uh, mm. yeah. If you're if you're listening from a foreign land, let us know. It'd be nice to know how far people, away people can hear us." In 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 Metal Gear Solid 2, I would hold a guard up, then proceed to shoot out his radio, then both his arms, then his leg, with no means to defend himself, defend himself or, or call for help. All the soldier could do was was slowly and sadly hobble for the exit. This is this is my kind of. I love torturing guards. Yeah. After teasing him for a bit by running around him a few times. I'd kick his lights out and drag him back to the middle of the corridor before kicking him awake again. <laughs> this yes, would... get him asleep
2: wake him up again. Yes, <laughs> <This> absolutely. Would... <laughs> I found a kindred spirit here.
1: This would go on until the soldier gave up and died.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. It's just like, kill uh, me. Yeah, because you've kicked him too many times. Yeah, you've kicked him awake. Yeah, guards are excellent. Like, I love to try and lead one. As far off his uh, route, as you know, because a lot, a lot of these games you, you've got like a, a pre-programmed route. I try and lead them as far away as I can from there, mm. uh, and so they're in some area where they're definitely not supposed to be. And then you know I'll, I'll put them to sleep or something like that. Yeah. Uh, my favourite thing is to do things to sleeping guards, which which was touched on just just then. Um, there's a bit in Dishonored where, mm. in fact, I think it's the towards the end um, where you're getting. You're climbing up this really tall tower and uh, right at the beginning of the level. And in the middle of the tower is this sort of... uh, It's hollow in the middle and there's water at the bottom. It's very, very tall. So what I like to do was was to get the guards to go to sleep. You know, you use my sleeping uh, darts on Mm. them. And then pick them up and sort of like wake them up by throwing them over the edge. Because they've got a huge drop. Like the yeah. bigger the drop, the better. But <laughs> yeah. at water, you see, because you're not killing them, you're gonna uh, they're gonna wake up. Yeah. in the drink. Oh, that's. And, uh, I mean, it's quite mild. It's not as sadistic in that way. But um...
1: yeah, we need. Yeah, I, I feel like we need a term for the pleasure of tipping uh, NPCs off the edge of very tall um, drops. <laughs> you know, and just yeah. and just watching. Because uh, how, how the
2: better the ragdoll physics are, or the worse the ragdoll physics are, the better.
1: So Robert Conker, who uh, we talked about on the last episode, I think he wins the best name of our listeners' competition unless any unless any unless you are a listener with a better name than that. Um, we should have a chart uh, of of yeah. the best names anyway, Robert Conker <laughs> says uh, at the risk of sounding psychotic, I had a lot of fun abusing the nPCs in Sleeping Dogs. Oh yeah, I remember this, speeding down a pavement while using the action hijack button to swing your car door open and send pedestrians flying was a game within itself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember that. That's good stuff. Richard, who has no last name, says, Hi, guys. In Skyrim, I always used to shoot... Oh, how do you pronounce this? Heimsker, the priest in Whiterun, shouting about Talos. Heim- Heimsker. I don't remember how you pronounce that guy's name. Anyone? No. Don't know. Uh, how many years of, of gaming expertise there combined? No idea how much that goes. Not enough. enough. Not, Not enough. enough. Uh but he says I could never seem to do it without drawing the attention of the guards, leading to him getting shot in the face multiple times. Oh, that's nice. I also attack when I turn into a werewolf for the first time. I've lost count of how many times I've brutally murdered that poor religious zealot. <laughs> many thanks, Richard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got one uh I I remembered um something somebody said on Facebook uh reminded me of something I did in Spider-Man 2. Uh mm. like she ended up griefing NPCs in that. First of all that is an amazing game and um there's one type of side mission where you can do because you're you're like swinging around New York City and you'll hear someone saying, "Oh, it's saying that they're very ill and they need to get to the hospital," and you you know the the ambulance is going to be quick enough. You've got to pick them up, sling them across your shoulder, and get to drop them off at the hospital. But the thing is that if you, um, I like you know these are, these are people in pain. They've they've been injured or they're feeling very unwell or something like that. I love to you know when you carry someone if you pick someone mm. up. And you, you take them through a door or something and you accidentally catch them on the head. I used to like doing that with them, but I'd be Spider-Man swinging half the way up a building. It's just <laughs> give them the ride of their life, complete with a few little knocks to the cranium. Um, all that sort of stuff. Or, or like chuck them in the drink, you know, see how they like it.
1: So one 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 listener sent us a video, Matthew Davis, has uh, sent us a video he calls uh, Deus Box Human Corrugation. And, I mean, I wouldn't call it torture as such, but he's basically just spending an enormous amount of time um, running around corridors finding cardboard boxes in Deus Ex Human Revolution and then dragging them all the way back to just throw them at someone's head. <laughs> but he seems to take a lot more damage doing that than the than the actual enemies do. Um,
2: but, yeah, that's cool. So he throws cardboard boxes at people. He just
1: throws overheads. cardboard boxes at, at people's heads. That is, a,
0: that's, that's niche as hell.
1: Yeah. It's just like a sort of slightly miffed delivery person uh, in the world of Deus Ex, basically. Weird. That's, that's probably annoying people, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and um, Ashley Day mentioned throwing sticky mines at the scientists in Goldeneye. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, those painting days. painting
0: their painting their white coats red. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say on on the subject of Goldeneye. Actually, do you ever remember there was that? Um, I think it was using a crate there was There was a way of getting like the guns in the Carrington Institute in perfect dark on the shooting range. You could like block the door so that you could get a gun and then leave the shooting range and terrorize the sort of staff of the Carrington Institute, <laughs> yeah. which you normally couldn't do, which was just uh <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that was a dream, but you know <laughs> you were like, at last, I get to kill admin for this company, <laughs> which sends me on missions <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah. I want to hear more. I want to hear more of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, please do um if you've ever uh, made someone's life unhappy virtually, then uh, yeah, give us yeah. Give, give, give us a, a shout. Fictional fictional uh, people. Yes. Yeah, Not, we, uh, yeah. we don't yeah, want yeah. we don't want tales of real life misery. Uh, no. <laughs> all right. Let's uh let's uh, roll off the platform. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a forward roll um off this <laughs> and uh you guys can yeah, you can freestyle. And yeah, let's, let's do that after this. It is the year 3000. Apocalyptic disaster has struck in what has become known as the event. Millions
0: are dead or dying in the molten lava of a collapsing planet. The one beacon of
1: hope, the space arc. Constructed to protect humanity's best people and greatest works, and carry them safely to a new home beyond the stars. Racing against time, the Space Ark Games Committee convenes to decide which video games will be preserved for future generations, and which will be lost forever to the fire.
0: That incredibly lengthy intro tune can only mean one thing: <laughs> hey. it is, of course, Space Ark. A concept I don't have to explain thanks to said tune. Um, yet we again find ourselves selecting games to rescue. Uh, this week we are looking at movie tie ins, um, but mm. specifically kind of directly tied. So, not kind of like a. Uh, I think we said something like Batman Arkham City, for example, isn't a spin off of Batman the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So, sorry. So, sorry, Shane Brogan, Star Wars Battlefront is not going to make oh. it. Yeah.
0: Sorry,
2: If you wanted drug. to make
0: the case for EA's Batman Begins, well, that's, that's a different case entirely, but you'd also be <laughs> That insane. is quite good. Is it? Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah. Oh, he's making a face at me. No, no, no. I like that. <laughs> I enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> oh, well, we started with a, with a disagreement. That's not nice. a very good sign. It's
2: only going to go well from here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the future's a difficult place. Um, all right. Shall we see what we're going to start with uh, you, the listener, again? This this uh, episode, um, like we did last time. What have you got on the Facebook, Al? Uh,
2: on the old Facebooks, I've got a nomination from Can Luke uh, for the critical, of crini- the Chronicles <laughs> of, Rodok. of Rodok. <laughs> Uh which was he says was uh, better than all the movies featuring Vin Diesel combined.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Cathal Kelly nominated the same game, and yeah. uh, or, or nominated Riddick and Ryan Ingram. Get Chronicles of Riddick on the Ark overlooked in the stealth category. Surely now it will be saved from fiery doom. It
2: was definitely way better than the movies, So and that's, a, that's yeah. quite, a, quite a feat.
1: So as previously mentioned, this was from the guys who later went on to do uh, Wolfenstein, uh, the recent Wolfenstein, right?
0: Sort of spin-off, and it was Starbreeze. It's very good.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I've, I think it's got to go in on the basis that uh, it's still being talked. You know, it, uh, we can still picture it now and still remember it.
1: And I don't think I don't think picturing a game is going to be the minimum standard for it. <laughs> so going no, but into like arc, it's still
0: you know it's still like it still stands up in in my mind. Like I, get, I I think it was around the similar time. You know, in in the same way that kind of Metroid Prime went. Here's how like a platforming adventure can work in first person. This mm. kind of went. You know, it's like a, it's kind of a brawling stealth RPG, and kind of showed how it could work in that first person perspective. I, the combat, the, the sort of hand to hand combat, it's brilliant. Like really feel it. Like you've got a real sense of the like, the body behind the kind of camera, mm. which is kind of mm. you know. Then lots of other things kind of went on and did it as well. But like the sense of kind of heaving yourself around and kind of moving in that world, and it and it was an RPG in that it was like doing little side quests to try and kind of get people on board in this prison it was quite a claustrophobic small environment um if mm. you played wolfenstein the new order the scene the level in the concentration camp is very like riddick mm. in terms of oh okay it like it, you know you're talking to characters you're like planning a breakout mm. you know you're you and obviously it's that like writ large into a whole game um and it's quite it's it's a, it's technically it's not an adaptation of a film because it it proceeds the first redic.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. uh. I think I'm going to have to say no on the basis that it doesn't fulfil the criteria. Oh. Then, unfortunately.
2: Oh, I was going to give it a pass then.
1: Well, you can't. I mean, if Battlefront's not going to make it, then then. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Te- te- uh, technically, oh, I... technically,
0: it's not an. It isn't an adaptation of. It isn't an adaptation mm. of a film.
1: It's got to be booted. <laughs> it's got to be booted. <laughs> into wow. The lava on that basis. Okay,
2: let's do that. Okay. <laughs> God goodness
1: me well that was a long time talking about a game that we decided out into okay. the fire <laughs> ah sorry about that everyone That's th- that was the most nominations of any game this this episode oh well. god <laughs> I've just yeah. realised oh.
0: though I've just realised that my pick probably doesn't fulfil the rules
1: either <laughs> oh this is going to be great fun i am got to look forward to that well I have there are a lot of submissions here that, that okay. Well, value, hopefully so.
0: someone's yeah. named a game that is based on a film <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> Well, I've got one here, which
2: I'm sure uh, has been picked up by other people. You want to hear about it? It's a little game we've referred to already called GoldenEye007. And Alex Aldridge writes, If you don't include GoldenEye007 and proclaim it as the greatest movie tired ever, then I will sneak through the air vents of the space arc (laughs) and shoot off all your hats while you're on the loo. Provided... (laughs) Of course, he says that the entrance that to the air vents hasn't been filled in with lava and skeletons. Of course, in which case I'll just burn horribly and scream lots. With my final breath, I'll scream. Okay, how about the Super Star Wars games on the sneer?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, so that's
1: go. yeah, that's the that's the worst James Bond movie where he's just dying and screaming in a vent full of lava, lava. and skeletons for an hour and a half. That's the worst.
0: It just cuts. No, to, it grim. just cuts to like Blofeld sitting in his room and just hearing a distant scream. <laughs> being like what what just be like <laughs> just guys did anyone else hear that
1: <laughs> james bond will not return <laughs> <laughs> um so we've got golden in already haven't we yeah i think
0: uh, the thing is though i think the problem is due to a weird loophole in the rules if you nominate a game which is already in it actually gets voted out <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. It's a double positive. That's right. It's out of our control. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Oh that's a shame. I don't Wait, uh, we're, just... we're Okay.
2: If you want to be that guy who takes Goldeneye <laughs> out of the arc, then be my guest.
1: Yeah, but then if it's, I presume if it's nominated again it then it comes out. Yeah, we need another genre where Goldeneye can get back, back into in. the arc. Yeah. Mm. Confusing. It's
2: in. On that basis. But except it's Ouch. out, but it's in. It's...
1: Yeah, it's in the out.
2: All right, I've got another one. And uh, this, I warn you now, this is one of my favourite games of all time. Spider-Man 2. Uh, Luke uh, say, "Luke Summerhays says, Spider-Man 2 on the GameCube. I never completed the story as I never felt the need. Swinging around New York was captured so perfectly that I felt like Spidey in a way that's not been matched before or since. Totally agree, Luke. Uh, I probably spent hundreds of hours stopping muggings and bank heists. Retrieving balloons, oh, they're shoving balloons. What, oh, you know? Hold on to your balloon, you idiot child. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just weird. and saving builders clinging to rooftops. And of course, you know, mm. um, and my bit about the carrying ill people to hospital. I never got yeah. tired of that. It was amazing. Um, like a burger laden with piquant wit, Spider-Man oh, yes, Two was a delicious snack, <laughs> even if it wasn't the most nutritious meal. <laughs> That that yeah, that wins yeah. best best. I wonder where that reference
1: has, has come from. That's, <laughs> an, that's an episode uh, sixteen reference. Um, so yeah, that's funny because when you started talking about the mission, when when Luke started talking about the missions there, it reminded me of why I didn't last very long playing Spider Man. Yeah. it was quite quite ropey. Um, it's kind of been shoved into the same pigeonhole as Superman Six Sixty Four. Actually, I think it's whoa, so, what in my mind? Yeah, the, but maybe I'm just get it out of it there didn't. straight
2: away. Get it out <laughs> yeah. of there. It's. I mean, as a as an open world game, it is superb. I think if I'm if I'm being critical about it, then it is slightly ropey in places. It's a little bit sort of janky in places. Not in right. the movement, but in uh, some of its level design is quite kind of. Well, not level design, yeah. but mission design uh, is quite
1: kind of primitive. Well, that's what I, that's what I remember. Gamey.
2: But, I mean, that uh, is to say nothing about how, just how amazing the swinging is and how um, thrilling it is to make your way up to the top of a building and then take a swan dive off it. I mean, it really nails that at a time when no other game has managed that.
1: not he got a very ropey... Uh, what's his girlfriend's name?
0: Uh, it's Mary Jane. Isn't she really ropey in it? He's, he's, he's really ropey. Like, in a swinging sense, nice,
1: oh, lovely,
2: lovely nice congratulations, <laughs> I hope you feel proud of yourself, mattie Castle.
1: <laughs> it's not even a rope, it's a web. Yet, it's, like it's more a like Come string <laughs> that's what they call him.
0: They call him rope head. <laughs> they're like, oh, it's old rope head, it's the old rope slinger. <laughs>
1: All right, um, spoiler, I'm not going to put Spider-Man to him because I don't, uh, clearly, I, I I mean, actually, Alan, I, I'm somewhat persuaded by, by your description. It sounds like you had a lot of fun with it, but I think, I think that is fun only you are going to have amongst the three of us, by the sounds oh. of
0: it. This is an open world where only one of three things can go wrong, which is either you're a clumsy builder who hangs off a building you're ill and you need to go to hospital or you've l- lost your balloon. I mean, it just like none of those things happen in Spider-Man to the film. I mean, <laughs> Well if they that. did, it would be so mediocre. Yeah. You'd be like, Oh God. I just, I think I've never, I've played just about every Spider-Man game along the way. And they've always been like a brilliant character in, in search of a, a game. And, mm. um, that's it's hard being a Spider-Man fan. Yeah. That's it's why really I engaged. think we should just sling it into the lava.
1: Rope it. <laughs> Lovely. All right, that's that one dealt with. Um, Tommy Peace would like to nominate Star Wars Episode 3 on DS and GBA. This is an obscure oh, pick. The, <laughs> not the Lego one. Have, anyone, have any of us played this? Does
2: you mean the Lego one?
1: No. Not the rubbish home console versions. The handheld versions were side-to-side beat-em-ups with great bosses whose attacks you had to memorise. <laughs> However, I will understand if you guys reject this on the grounds of not enjoying the Mustafar levels on account of the abundance of lava.
2: <laughs> Isn't that the guy from The Lion King? Oh, no, 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 that's the baddie in Aladdin. That's Jafar. J- oh, yeah, same thing.
1: <laughs> Jewel on... Oh, so the level's called Jewel on Mustafar. Oh, okay. Um, it's, in in um star wars lore i can i can tell you i'm just dredging this up from my uh, star wars memory <laughs> It was a conf- it was a confrontation during the great jedi purge in 19 bby
2: before the battle of yavin. I'm such a nerd.
1: Not bad. Nice. Where the recently apprenticed Sith Lord Darth Vader fought his former best friend and Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi on the outer rim planet of Mustafar.
2: It's the it's the fiery bit uh, where they're having a lightsaber fight and uh Hayden Christensen gets horribly burnt up and the audience secretly enjoys this.
1: <laughs>
0: um, I've I've just looked it up and it looks like a it looks like a kind of an average sort of 2D brawler to me
1: but so not exactly space Arc. A <laughs> when it awesome looks things. like every
0: it looks like every movie tie-in game on GBA ever mm. every game on GBA was a duff tie-in and it ended up as a a,
2: a, a like a, a 2D side scrolling beat em up mm. or platformer.
1: I'm just watching a uh, uh, video of it and there's a nice little um, Star Foxy 3D battle bit on the DS version by the looks of it. it looks quite nice.
0: I think I think Star Wars on GBA Has to go the way of Anakin Skywalker on Mustafa and just uh, fling it in the lava. Nice, (laughs) yeah. Oh wait, hang on. No, that's bad because that suggests we fling it in the lava and then it comes back as like a serious badass and kills us all. (laughs) No, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that through at all. (laughs)
1: I think people are gravitating towards games with lava in to try and uh, to try and get us to sort of uh, <laughs> identify with them and, and pick them. It, it's it's not going to work, <laughs> right, well, Alan? You got another one?
2: Uh, well, I've got an interesting final uh, nomination from uh, Mike. I'm gonna, I'm probably going to get this wrong. Michael. Michael. Jake quiz. Michael. Yeah, Michael. Uh, who <laughs> says? <clears throat> and I quote: "The Toy Story 2 game was fun as a child. I barely remember it." But it was a 3D platformer,
0: and you had to collect stuff. It was probably terrible, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds a lot like Greener's Resident Evil 2 pitch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But talking of um, uh, animated film tie-ins, Matthew, do you remember how much I liked that uh, Meet the Robinsons? On uh, Oh, you you
0: really liked that. That was bizarre.
1: Mm, Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I had a kind of... uh, it was just really nice, it had a really nice, um, clean, crisp look to it, and it had this kind of rolling around in a ball, like a, is it gladiator? you know gladiators, the big balls that people would roll around in? What, the Russell Crowe film? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Oh, oh
0: uh, you mean the scene where he's in the giant, he's in the giant ball in the field of corn?
1: Yeah, and it was, are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was, that's what I was, <laughs> that was about. I was like, yeah, this is pretty entertaining. <laughs> Um, no, not Gladiator, the film. Uh, Gladiator's <laughs> the ITV TV show uh, where there was a bit with people in balls. I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, like oh, a giant God. hamster ball.
2: You've reminded, it, you've reminded me of my only video game jolly I ever went on. Like back when I was working on the magazines and, and Gladiator's was still a thing, which tells you how long ago that was. But I remember mm. meeting Hunter, the gladiator called Ooh. Hunter. Um, was it Hunter? No, it wasn't even him. One of them, <laughs> a vivid memory, and um, he 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 was so used to having photos taken with fans that for some reason, you know, he considered me because I wasn't a gladiator. I must be a fan, right? I think mm. in his in his mind, and so he kind of clamped me round the shoulder, gave a big thumbs up, and uh, waited for someone to take a photo. <laughs> so,
0: but it was just was it just the two of you in a room? So it's just really yeah. weird. It was. <laughs>
1: Oh, was that the weird. point you asked him your question from your notepad? And I was like, <laughs> like... "So,
2: get, I can't even remember what I was there for."
1: <laughs> Maybe it was meet the Robinsons. It would have been a good tie-in with the uh, the giant hamster ball. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, uh, Toy Story two. Yeah. Toy Story
2: two. Is it going in yeah. or not?
1: No, no, no. I didn't even
2: remember <laughs> it.
1: Get in the fire. Sorry. Um, how about this? Is an interesting one. Matt Davis, my Space Ark submission is the Italian job on PlayStation 1. Um, some great missions based on parts of the film and free play that featured a city rife with exciting jumps and jingly-jangly police chases. Is that What is that? Is that a reference to something from the film?
0: Oh, yeah, it's that famous Michael Caine line. Get in them jingly-jangly <laughs> police cars. <laughs> I know,
2: it's the jingly-jangly coppers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was the worst Michael Caine impression. I mean, everyone can do Michael Caine. It's a jiggly,
2: jaggly coppers. <laughs> that, was, that was him doing this Australian one. All right. Now, uh, now, nah, nah, let me tell you something. <laughs> That's
1: terrible. That's really terrible.
2: Uh, who's his worst? Come on. Greener. Who's got it's the worst to... Michael Caine impression between me and Matthew.
1: This this uh this isn't the job of the Space Art Games Committee to decide on who's got the best microphone. If the, if this episode
0: isn't called Jingly Jangly Coppers, <laughs> I'll be very
2: disappointed. <laughs> You're quitting, aren't you? No, I Mark. I did, for clarity, I didn't ask you who's got the best one. I've asked you who got the worst one. Oh, the worst one, yeah. yeah. Um, do them again. All right, here we go. All right now, let me tell you something. Name Jingly Jangly Coppers. <laughs>
1: It's Alan. I don't need to hear Matthew again. He it's definitely you, Alan. It's awful. Just awful. Um, so anyway, yeah, the Italian job then. Uh, I haven't played it, but you know, I do. it does touch off something in my mind of being a, a quite a highly rated uh, game.
2: Yeah, I'm the same. I remember, I think it got some reasonable reviews at the time, but I don't think I ever got around to it.
1: Space Ark is just ed- becoming an endless parade of discussion about games we've never we've never played. <laughs> I mean, was this pre-Driver or post-Driver? I think
0: it was post-Driver. I think it was just Driver, Ooh. but with minis.
1: The look of PlayStation 1 games is so odd. All those kind of warping polygons. Yeah, yeah it, was, yeah. it was weird. It was, so it was very, weird, like,
0: everything looked like it was sort of cereal boxes with textures smeared on. Mm. It was all very boxy.
1: Watching it now, it looks... Like a hundred years old. I can't believe you know games like Drive. It does look quite similar to Drive. <laughs> I can't believe we looked at this and we thought this looks realistic.
0: I just, I just, I just looked it up on Metacritic and found probably the the worst quote I've ever seen on Metacritic, which is quirky, fun, and appropriately priced. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Ooh, just great. Be still my beating heart.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a sort of virtual, virtual London.
0: It was made by Rockstar. No. Yeah. What? No,
1: I, I refuse to believe it.
0: No, published by Rockstar, developer was Pixelogic, Apparently, I've got an, I've got a, another truly baffling Metacritic quote. Uh-huh. <laughs> it says of the Italian job, this controls like my cousin Rocco's deodorant. Sometimes it's on, sometimes it's not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know, but I like
0: it. Is that the stuff? What the hell? <laughs> I just want to read the rest of that review. Oh, dear. Because <laughs> it sounds like the punchline to something that's been set up in the intro. Oh, God. Games journalism used to be a, like a, a, a lot more of a kind of sort of wild frontier where like, anything <laughs> went.
1: Well, I... I mean, yeah, I like the look of the Italian job, actually, on PS1, so I think I'm going to say yes after all that.
2: I'm going to say no on the basis that I don't uh, I don't really know anything about it at all, despite our <laughs> yeah. lightning conversation. I,
0: I've got to say, like, I'm not a big fan of Cousin Rocco's deodorant, so <laughs> this game being like that, it's kind of a turn-off for me, so I'm afraid well, it's a no.
2: It's like, it's like um, Cousin Rocco's deodorant in another way as well, in that it's consumed with lava, as is Cousin Rocco, <laughs> and everyone he has ever known.
1: What would, uh, Alan, what would Michael Caine say about the Italian job going into the into the lava?
2: He'd say, oh no, my, my legs. That's what he'd say, because they've <laughs> gone up in flame.
1: Well, that took a dark turn. <laughs> Hoping for a moment of I levity. Can't
0: believe my bleeding legs are on fire.
1: <laughs> well, moving on, uh, yeah. Joe Pickhaver, um, speed race of the video game on Wii. Oh. I've never played an F Zero game. Well, I think we said Wii. <laughs> <to say. laughs> oh my god! That explains a, that explains a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, Joe. I've never played an F Zero game, but from what I gather. This was the closest the Wii ever came to delivering one. Mm-hmm. I remember it fondly for Car Fu, the game's daft combat system whereby you had to jam the Wii remote in different directions to pull off hits on other cars. It sounds terrible, I know, and it could be hellish, frustrating when the, when the game mistook a sharp turn for a ram. But when it <laughs> sounds like a perfect mechanic for for a racing game, but when it clicked, it really clicked. Creeping up on my friend in first place at the finish line, and then at the last minute sending him to his doom with an exaggerated shunt of the remote was just pure dumb fun. Oh well, fair enough. Yeah. You know, we're we're all for uh, sending pe- people to their doom with a
0: with a sharp shunt. Yeah. yeah a sharp how, shunt. how do you yeah. think? How do you think we ended up on the committee?
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, speed race of the video game.
0: Like, I, I think, I, I think I might have reviewed this friend gamer. Um, mm. <laughs> I have a different memory of it being total crap, um, <laughs> because I, I, I actually mm. really like the film Speed Racer, so I remember at the time thinking, mm. oh, maybe it'll be good, like the, like the mad film, um, but, uh, no, it's, it's like a, it's like a sort of Chinese Whispers version of F-Zero, you know, it's all kind of slightly wrong and kind of, like, just off a bit, um. I think some, I think some people were so desperate for Wii to have an F Zero that they stomached quite a mediocre game. Um, I think if he'd actually mm. played an F Zero, as this guy admits he hasn't, um, like if he <laughs> yeah. actually played F Zero, I think his mind would explode. <laughs> yeah. if, if you think Speed Race on is good, wait until like even if you just played like F Zero, you'd be like, what? Mm. Oh yeah, it. Yeah, we gave it forty nine on End Gamer.
1: Oh, let's, uh, well I trust Endgamer obviously so uh, it's a no from me get out sorry Joe
2: we've had another nomination in on Facebook from Rebecca Elliott who uh, gives uh, an honourable mention to Blade Runner oh. by Westwood Studios in the 90s
1: oh yeah yeah this she, looked really good actually I didn't play it but uh, it looked amazing she's,
2: yeah she says it's a wonderfully evocative recreation of the Blade Runner world lots of crossovers with the film without being a straight up remake Hello, great point-and-click game, which I mean, it was, It was ahead of its time, which it was, with multiple ending scenarios, which there were, and different characters as replicants with each playthrough. Nice, mm. um, yeah. So there we go. That's um, well, I, th- one, I think we'd all pretty much forgotten most of us. Um, well,
0: yeah, I was, I was, I was actually, I, I was going to put this forward as my personal pick, but oh. uh, I, I slightly worry that I shot myself in the foot earlier by voting out uh, Riddick. Because technically, like Blade Runner exists alongside Blade Runner, the film. Mm. Uh you don't play oh, like you It's don't not pl- a it's not a close no, tie, you, is you, it? You don't play um oh, like Rick yeah, Deckard, yeah. You, but you kind of you meet yeah. I think you meet him at one point and you go to the same locations as the film, like you're solving a different mystery. So like for mm. all intents and purposes it feels like the film. Like it's it, it mm. really captures the flavour of it and you do like all the actions you do in the film, you know the the it does like the zooming in on the enlarging on the the photos and all that, um, and you get to do the Voigt-Kampf test and all that kind of stuff. But mm. it, it like it isn't technically
1: oh, so it's invalid. But yeah, I know it's terrible because it's really good. That's a shame because that's a good. That's good. I'm sure Blade Runner will be back. It's uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's uh...
0: it's. it's uh, we'll yeah. have to
1: do. We'll have to have a, uh, an episode of uh, movie based. Get a, what, what do you call them? Side, side movies, side movie spin-offs, games. Yeah. spin-off. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> yes, I knew there was a word for it. Um, yeah, because uh, it'd be good to get Blade Runner back in.
0: We haven't put any in, have we?
1: We we put nothing in.
0: Well, we we decided Goldeneye was good enough.
1: Yeah, but movie tyres are famously a you know much derided genre. So
0: I had a a Batman game on the on the Amiga that I want to say was either Sunsoft or Ocean. Oh, not not the
1: not the side scrolling one. Yeah, that's awful. That's an awful. I, I mean, it was huge at the time, but that is that is ropey as hell now. But if you play it now, it's just Batman endlessly um, failing to walk past dripping pipes dripping <laughs> um, with acid. Yeah, well, that's what Batman's get...
0: that's what Batman's
2: life is like. <laughs> was that the one that had driving sections in it as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had a 3D driving section on the on the Amiga. Mm. Um where you had to like repel, no, what's the word? You had to swing You'd yourself swing around. You swing around
2: the corners using your yeah. uh, battering thing. It it was the it was the it was a great period for for tie-ins as in there were a lot of them and some of them, you mm. know, it's like you throw enough muck at the window some of it's going to stick, right? Yeah. And RoboCop was the other big one. RoboCop, it? um Rambo on the Spectrum was good. Um yeah. What else was there? Yeah, Robocop. That Batman game, I'd maintain, is better than
1: you're
0: you're making out. Uh, Batman Returns, the the side-scrolling brawler on SNES was good. The Konami one.
1: Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's true. Very
0: yeah. chunky, like you could punch those scary clowns.
1: So my pick, my my sort of formal pick for space art this this time. I don't I don't know um, if you guys played it, but uh, the uh, Ghostbusters on eight bit computers on Spectrum and oh, Commodore sixty four. I. I love this game for... I mean, this was an era where you loved games for months, having only seen a screenshot of them or a brief glimpse on a Saturday morning television show. Um, But I was obsessed with Ghostbusters as a franchise, as a kid. Mm. And the game just always looked phenomenal to me. It was was kind of two parts. You went around a little sort of map. It was a bit like Pac-Man. And then you had to go and then there was a little driving bit you had to deck out your car yeah and you had this huge um huge screen filling sprite the car filled the screen as you were driving yeah. the top down view of the um of the of, of which whatever car you had and then you'd get to the to the street where the ghost was and you'd have to use the uh the, Your, the what, traps, proton? yeah, traps the, you'd, the... you'd
2: cross the two uh streams together and have the trap in the middle, which as a mechanism was quite hard to do initially. Yeah, way. that's
1: right. Uh, I was obsessed with that. That looks so good to me. That was as an a amazing kid. game. Um, that was I an saw, amazing. Uh, game. Yeah, I've only got I, I one put...
2: word to say to you though, Greener. Oh, here we
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: 'cause that's I really how have... that started.
1: When when did you do that before?
2: Because uh, what... when we were doing
1: uh game theme tunes, I did Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah. So yeah, um that for pure nostalgia, uh yeah, that's by um that was written by David Crane, who was a really big name Atari and um eight bit developer uh back in the day. And uh you know when when games like that were written by one person, everything was done by one person. Um yeah. Ghostbusters, can I have it in the arc, please?
2: <laughs> do you realise if it goes in, it's the only one that's going in? <laughs> it's also not. It, I don't. Think, I think it's probably going to fall short on the basis of not
1: being a close enough tie-in. Why? Well, wait, wait, wait. We can't introduce another rule. It is. It is a a that's film the of rule. Ghostbusters. Oh, what do you mean? It's not following the. It doesn't follow following the plot the, or the characters, does it? No, it does. Yeah, because you have to bring the um the lock. The keymaster and the, oh, that's lo- true. the yeah. together. Yeah. But I know what you mean. It's no very mistake. abstract, but then...
2: But are the characters the same? I suppose mm-hmm. they... It's not really uh, clear who they are, is no, it?
1: No, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, we're going to have to kick it out. This is the most restrictive genre we've ever done. I'm not surprised yeah. nothing's going in. Nothing meets the criteria.
0: Well, can I formally put forward Aladdin on the Mega Drive?
1: Okay. But you were formally put forward Blade Runner.
0: No, I said I was going to... Well, I was going to, but then I realised that I'd kind of... Shot myself in the foot a bit.
1: This is a messy, messy. Uh, <laughs> We're all meet, over the weefer. place. <laughs> I tell you what, Matthew,
2: <laughs> I haven't got anything because all of all of my best ones have been taken. Like I'm, I'm I would seriously pitch Spider Man Two again because it's Ace, and you're both wrong.
1: Oh yeah, so why don't you give Alan your your second pick, Matthew?
2: Or or I'll I'll donate my my pitch to to Matthew so he can yeah. pitch uh, you double do, the pitch You do here. that for me,
0: even after I threw Spider Man Two in the lava. Um, Alan will remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Aww. Yes. Score, Matthew. Take it. Great, Aladdin. You could throw apples. It's not going in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was yeah. That was a that was a real slick platform, nice. Aladdin, wasn't it? No, that was um, great. That was great. I don't know. I'm I'm tempted. There, there's something about the fact that Aladdin spawned endless copies of Aladdin for the rest of time in terms of Disney <laughs> film. Yeah titans that makes me want to punish it really really hard but oh but the um,
2: bouncing the bouncing and the jumping was so mm. good mm. And the little swish of your sword and stuff it was really really pleasing
1: this will be the only thing that gets on this <laughs> aladdin does matthew does aladdin slavishly follow the plot of the film
0: absolutely
1: great i think we're okay then i think yeah. we're all right
0: it's going in <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I'll put Aladdin in, yeah. Yes, it even
0: oh. had the music. Like, the music was the music from the film, but, like, done through kind of Mega Drive or SNES.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's the other big Disney platform at time? Is it Lion King?
0: Yeah, I. you see, I always, struggle, one, yeah. I always struggle with the Lion King because they made this big song and dance about, like, how well animated the main character was, but I always found it quite mm. fussy because you're playing mm. as a four-legged thing, which was a bit of a pain, pain to, con- you know... it Mm. doesn't make as much sense as like a man like controlling a whole lion because because the whole thing the whole combat in it you had to like roar at things to stun them first and then scratch at them and it never quite clicked for me Mm. i know some people really love it but you know
1: (laughs) okay well that's it's good well good news for one movie (laughs) tie-in out of the entire history of movie (laughs) tie-ins then that's fantastic Oh, but some nice sharing of some nice cooperative space art committeeing I thought with Thanks Alan that group. was very kind of you. And that's ultimately what the space art's all about is uh cooperation um and kindness. Um
2: Whilst everyone else burns? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: the that's the main thing it's about people burning uh in in lava, but also cooperation. <laughs> um, it's like a like a really grim episode of Sesame Street. <laughs> um all right, so a a, a a strange week for the space art, but a good one, I think. Um, and when if you stick with the rotating platform for the, the rest of the five minutes <laughs> that we've got to go, then um, you can find out what the next genre is and uh, send us your nominations. But uh, Matthew, should we? Um...
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's time we seal the space art games vault for another week and, yeah. and uh, move swiftly on but uh, before mm. we can do that we
1: have a bit of this So we touched down on a very short platform because it's the final platform so we either, um, we either fall off the end to our deaths or we have to leap off uh, and live another day so um, oh we will be saying our goodbyes after we have given you the, the uh, genre for next week's space arc <laughs> which I've forgotten
2: which, which oh, is, yeah. which? See, I'm giving you a clue there.
1: Yeah, it's wizards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's wizards. It's not witches at all. Uh, will, will we, will we um, accept which, which games or just wizards? Wizards, wizards, just oh, wizards. Oh
2: my! So that means we're kind of being a bit sexist there. A bit aren't sexist, we? yeah.
1: But we can do witch games uh, later. So. Wizard games for some reason is next week's uh, next yeah. episodes space arc genre so send us your nominations um, we like to get uh, we like you guys to to justify your picks so the ideal way to nominate your games is by emailing us at trP at the rotating com um, or you can tweet us uh, our handle is at rotating podcast you can get on our facebook page at facebook.com slash rotating platform or you can leave a comment on our blog which quite a few people have been doing and we very much enjoy seeing you uh, all argue amongst yourselves about your picks uh, and that's the rotating platformcom so yeah and you know and if you've also if you've made anyone uh, anyone's life a misery inside a video game then uh, tell us about that because I'd like to, I'd like to revisit that platform I thought that was a that was a fun time hmm. and on that note, we're off. Yeah. So thanks thanks for uh, all your space art nominations and uh, your NPC torturing. And we'll see you very soon on another episode.
2: Take care my friends. See you later.
0: Goodbye. Bye.